On the last Locked on Kings podcast, I said that the Sacramento Kings organization should be feeling fortunate that Kings fans still care enough to be angry, upset, impatient when it comes to this team and not flat out indifferent at this point after 15 plus seasons of this crap. Well, it turns out I was wrong. Kings fans are indifferent. And they were becoming more indifferent by the day. And of course, a performance like tonight's loss to the Portland Trailblazers, a team that gives up 113 points per game on average. The Kings only able to score 88 points against that Blazers team. Yes, of course, the Blazers are missing their stars. No point of even bringing that up anymore. That's just to be expected with this group at this point in time. It has fans checking out by the dozens. And I found out on Twitter by a significant Twitter response uh, from a lot of Kings fans that the time has already passed for them to stop caring and have an emotional connection to this team, at least this season. We'll talk about this game. We'll talk about fans checking out. We'll also talk about why play-in, that really shouldn't be a conversation with this Kings team, even if they're still very much in the picture. I'll explain it all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time, for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports media member for the last seven years. This is my eighth season covering Kings basketball professionally, uh, formerly for Sports Lum 40 KHDK Radio in Sacramento, now with ABC 10 News and Television. And I shared with you recently that I personally felt like this was the most difficult team to watch, to follow, to care about uh, in the 21 years uh, that I have watched Kings basketball, and I know I'm not alone in that. Uh, and I also said when I said in the introduction that I thought that this uh, this Kings team was tiptoeing the line between completely losing a majority of their fan base to indifference. Uh, and it turns out they're not really tiptoeing their, that line. They're over that line. Now, to be clear, indifference doesn't mean that Kings fans aren't still watching and following. Fans are still going to fan, but I'm talking about having an emotional connection to this team, a desire to, to watch this team succeed or an investment, any kind of investment, whether it's financial, emotional, physical, any kind of investment in this team. That's where this fan base is really starting to check out. And I promise you, even if I have had issues in the past with things that fans have said on Twitter, even if I have issues with uh, decisions, basketball decisions that fans want the Kings to make, like, for example, tanking instead of uh, going for the playoffs, or I know Kings fans are debating right now whether or not it's in the best interest for Monty and McNair and the Kings to uh, just blow this team up and try and sell their players for as many assets as possible and restart another rebuild versus what I want the Kings to do, uh, which is even if we're not going to focus on the play and or the playoffs, try a swing for the fences move that this organization has not been able to pull off for almost two decades. Like even if I disagree there, I will never judge Kings fans for just being done. 
Like it is, it is hard for someone like me who has the incredible job of being able to follow this team, watch this team professionally or uh, go to games for free, get access that I, I dreamed of having uh, when I grew up a Kings fan from grade school here uh, in, in Sacramento. Even me with all of that, I have a hard time caring. I'm forced to watch because it's my job, but I find myself easily distracted, wanting to be distracted. And like I said on my most recent podcast, at times completely dreading a Kings game, a game night, knowing that I'm going to be pretty much wasting my time sitting on my couch or going to the arena, watching the same damn thing every single night, only to turn on this podcast, to start recording, turn on this microphone and, and try to present it to you in an entertaining and unique, but informative and impactful way. I'm not going to BS you here. There is no BS here. There's nothing exciting. There's nothing encouraging about the Sacramento Kings right now. And as much as I miss being the optimist, as much as I miss wearing that optimism jersey in my closet, and as much as I miss pissing people off with my blind optimist act on social media that I had a couple of years ago, that was always rooted in some kind of truth. That optimism, there's always a reason for it. I believe that the Kings could be more than what they are. Now, I don't believe the Kings are anything but what they've shown us over these last four games, which by the way, this is the third four game losing streak for the Sacramento Kings this season. Hey, they haven't reached a nine game losing streak like they did twice last season. Is that progress? Who knows? All I know is this Kings team isn't progressing. This Kings team isn't improving. If anything, they're staying put, but honestly, they're trending down. They're moving in the wrong direction. So it does not surprise me, nor do I have any issue at all with Kings fans saying, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I'm not going to invest my time. I'm not going to invest my money. I'm not going. I, there's so many m better things that I could do than follow and watch this Kings team. I've had a lot of people tell me, and it's hard to argue with them. This Kings team is the most unlikable Kings team in recent memory, maybe of all time. And it's not because of the personalities in this roster. It's not that this roster has a bunch of bad guys, bad dudes, people that aren't likable. It's just this team, this unit, how they play, the mistakes they make. Them talking over here. And I haven't paid attention to a post-game press conference in like two, three weeks. You know why? Because I don't care what they have to say. It's all blab. It's all words. It's all meaningless. I think De'Aaron Fox said tonight, like, this Kings team still has something to play for. And all they need is like a four or five game winning streak to be in a completely different position from where they are now. Yeah, prove it. I don't, there's, I don't have any reason to believe that anything is going to change. I have no reason to believe that a four or five game win streak is even possible for this Kings team right now. And something to play for, this team has had something to play for for 15 freaking years. If nothing else, the fan base, you deserve it, you owe it to the fan base to play hard for them. This Kings team has a lot to play for. They've been given a gift, not only with the invention of the play-in, but the fact that the play-in in a horrible Western conference is right there for the taking. It's literally in their laps and they're still not good enough with this roster to firmly cement themselves in the conversation. The West is absolute garbage for the first time in forever. Since I was a kid, the West is trash and the Kings are trash right along with it. They do not take advantage of opportunities. Like, for example, taking on a shorthanded team like the Portland Trailblazers. Yep. No Damian Lillard. No CJ McCollum. No problem for the Blazers. Anybody surprised? Anybody? 
You watch the Kings at all this season? Are you surprised by the Kings losing to the Blazers who are missing their best players? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, it was a joke for a while. It was a coincidence. Oh, wow. It just seems like this Kings team, man. It's funny, right? They're, they they play better when they play the best players, but when those best players are out, they seem to play worse. That's weird, but it's just a coincidence. Only a couple of games. No, this is who this Kings team is. That's who they are. This is who the Sacramento Kings are. If they take on a team that is missing talent, missing star talent, they have a bigger chance of losing. Why? Because one, they take their opponents for granted. Even if they say they don't and try to play like they don't, they 100% do. They're mentally weak. Number two is every single team on the planet who has young guys who have something to prove, guys who are waiting for their opportunity for a guy like Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum to go down so that they can take on those big minutes and prove they belong in the NBA. Every single one of those guys looks at the Sacramento Kings, even if the Kings are completely healthy and licks their chops. Because they know they're going to get theirs. They know that the Kings might as well be a showcase opportunity. Every single night, there are players that we mock and say they have no business scoring. Who's going to get the career high that we don't know about on a nightly basis against the Kings? It's more than a joke. It's genuinely a mindset for everybody outside of Sacramento who comes into a game against the Kings. Simons tonight, Anthony Simons had what, 31 points, something like that. Yeah. 31 points for Anthony Simons, Simons, excuse me, 31 points. You best believe with Damian Lillard being out, Simons walked into this game and went, I'm getting mine. I'm going against the Sacramento Kings. And I don't even care if I'm going to be guarded by De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton because they don't guard anybody because the Kings don't guard anybody. I'm going to get mine. This is going to be easy. He comes into the game with the confidence. He knocks down shots. He scores 31 points and he leads the Blazers to the win. But all things considered, as bad as the Kings defense is, they only allowed 103 points. Like this, if the Kings are only allowing 103 points, they should be winning basketball games because the Kings defense is so good, right? The King or rather the Kings offense is so good. Not the defense. The defense was terrible. If the defense was just a little bit better. This Kings team would be great. They're a playoff team because offensively, man, they're top half of the league easily. Well, that is until they struggled to score more than 88 points against a Blazers team that gives up 113 points per game. 88 points. It's pathetic. It's just but that this Kings team is just unwatchable. They can't even do what they do right, right. Everything is wrong. Everything is bad. And it's something new that's bad every single night. And sometimes it's a combination of everything that's bad. Like in a game like tonight. De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. I've talked recently about good games that they've had. Of course, they are the future of this Kings team, we think. I know some of you may want the Kings to... To, to try and trade both of those two, get assets and, and move on, or maybe keep only Halliburton or keep only De'Aaron Fox, whatever boat you're in. As of right now, Fox and Halliburton are the best two players on this Kings team. They are the future of this Kings team. They're the future backcourt that we've talked about. We talked about it all offseason. We talked about it all this season. We talked about it all last season. Like the idea was that was going to be your one-two punch going forward. Well, that one-two punch tonight combined for just 31 points. Simons and Ben McElmore. Yeah, that's two-time Sacramento King Ben McElmore. Combined for 44 points. Your best players, 
your two best players, your starting backcourt, was outscored by the Blazers' starting backcourt, but not the one led by C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. That happens a lot, and that wouldn't surprise anybody. But a backcourt of Simons and McElmore outscoring your two best players by 13 points. Sad. Just sad. And not that anybody was any better on the Kings. I mean, you got 13 points from Harrison Barnes, who's truthfully been basically non-existent since his hot start to the season, which really sucks because I love HB and I argued for keeping HB. Now, you know what? If he's on the trading block, so be it. Who cares at this point? Alex Len seemed to be the best player on this Kings team, which means the Kings are a bad team. And I love Alex Len, but he, he finished with 16 points, 10 rebounds. He was really the only one who was playing like he gave a damn and was anything of... I guess significance. He got the start tonight with uh, with uh, Damian Jones, unfortunately going into health and safety protocols. Chimenzi Metu returned, played 13 minutes, scored four points. Buddy Heald was the only player with double digits off the bench. He just finished with 10 on four of 13 shooting. The Kings as a whole shot 38% from the field, 22%, seven of 31 from three-point range. <laughs> we know the offense, or, I mean, the defense is supposed to be terrible. But the offense has been terrible far too often right along with it. Now the Kings are 16 and 26. Yeah, they're 10 games under 500. We're only 42 games into the season. Yeah, we've reached the halfway point, but we still got a long way to go. And even if the Kings are in the 12th seed, only a game back or half a game back of the 10th seed and still in the mix for everything, I don't want to hear about the play-in right now. And I'll explain why more in just a little bit. Because as of right now, when I look at this Kings roster, what do I see? I see a bunch of talented but defeated individuals i see a roster of nba talent who doesn't know how to play together who looks completely lost on the floor who makes the same mistakes on a nightly basis and doesn't have the iq or the willpower to fix it and on top of that there are big names on this roster buddy Hield and marvin bagley are the main guys that i'm talking about who you know, and I'm sure there are more who we know are counting down the days to the trade deadline because they want out. And those, these guys have not even tried to hide it. Buddy Hield has flirted with coaches, flirted with owners, flirted with everybody he could possibly flirt with in almost every NBA city that the Kings have gone to, but especially against like LA, the Clippers and the, and the Lakers. Marvin Bagley he hasn't said anything. He doesn't need to. His agent and his camp does all the talking for him. And we know Marvin, even if he's doing the right things on the floor, off the floor, he hasn't denied it. So I can only assume he agrees with his camp. He wants out. He wants to move on. Like this, that's what this Kings roster is. They're a bunch of defeated individuals, some of which, maybe many of which, are counting down the days to the trade deadline. That's what this Kings team is, man. And and the organization expects fans to keep paying attention, to keep investing their time, investing their money, investing their their passion, their emotion into this group. Give me a break. And give me a break with the play and talk, man. We'll get into that more in just a second. If anything, if uh, if you could turn this night into a positive from a Kings perspective, the only way to do it is by making money on the fact that you expect the Kings to lose. Hell, if you are a betting man or woman, and you are seeing a game where the Kings are going into a game against a team that is missing their stars, you know how to make money. Bet on whichever opponent the Kings are playing. Bet on that team. 
because more than likely with those stars being out, the money lines are actually going to favor the Kings. Take their opponents and you're cashing in some big money. And if you're taking those bets, make sure you're doing it on Bet Online. They would like to wish you a happy new year and a happy new betting year as they continue the march to the playoffs here in the NBA. The NFL playoffs are right around the corner. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON. That's all one word to get started. It's free money for you to gamble with and make more money with. From football to basketball, hockey, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. You know how big of a fan I am of Katie Christensen, who is just recently here on the Locked On Kings podcast. You know how thrilled I am for her uh, to be in her uh, broadcast role now as the the full time uh, color analyst uh, on Kings broadcasts. I appreciate Mark Jones. I appreciate Kyle Draper. They have a very difficult job. Very difficult job of, and and no, uh, I mean, sure, you might roll your eyes at that and say, I mean, compared to other jobs in the world, they have a pretty glamorous and, and fun job. And yes, that is true. But to be on a broadcast, to broadcast about this team every single night, to see this same failure every single night and try and make it compelling, try and keep an audience continuing the conversation, Believe me, it's not an easy thing to do. But here's the thing. I know that their team employees. I know that it is also their job to not necessarily push the agenda because that's kind of, um, it's, it's undermining what they do. It's not necessarily pushing an agenda, but it's trying to locate and, and push the positivity to a fan base that the Kings and that Katie and Mark and Kyle, they know very, very well that the fans are, are tuning out and that most TVs are being turned off at the end of the first quarter at halftime at this point. Like that's, that's the reality of the situation. They are aware of it. They have a very tough job of trying to keep that audience engaged and keep themselves engaged, quite honestly, with this group. That being said, they really have to work sometimes to find positives. And sometimes they they latch on to the same things and push the same things over and over again. One of which I've talked a lot about is, is Buddy Heald being an elite shooter compared to um, Steph Curry being right behind Steph Curry and three-pointers made. I think he's ahead of Steph Curry and three-pointers made over the last like month or something like that. Woo. Like I, I and, and saying every time he hits his first shot that he's going to get going, whatever. Or talking about, man, all the Kings need to do is string together a couple defensive stops here. They're down by 15 with three minutes left. But yeah, let's talk about them stringing together some defensive stops here as if they have a hope and, and prayer. But the thing that's been getting to me the most, and I get what they're trying to do, they're right by the standings, so they're not going to stop doing it. And I understand why. But I am, I'm tired of hearing Katie and Mark and Kyle and whoever is on that broadcast talk about the play-in and say the, the Kings, they have a lot to play for right now. They still firmly find themselves in the play-in picture and each one of these games matters and this is a team that has a very legitimate road to the playoffs. No, 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 no. Like I get that mathematically they still have a phenomenal shot of making the play-in. 
And that, by technicality, would be considered postseason basketball. Although I've said it before and I'll say it again, and I hope the NBA doesn't consider it ending the playoff drought because it wouldn't end the playoff drought in my mind. And plus, the play-in was never the goal. I'll say that again. The play-in was never the goal. Making the playoffs by way of the play-in, that was the goal. So this Kings team might be scratching and clawing and may very well end up in that 10th seed. So they'll at least get to play one road play-in game. But there's no reason to believe. It's possible, but there's no reason to believe that this Kings team, as they stand right now, will win two games, assuming they're in a 10th or 9th seed, will win two single elimination games to actually put themselves in the playoffs. That's where it matters. I don't even care about what they do in the playoffs. If they make the playoffs themselves and are swept, that's a win. That's a success in some capacity. That's ending the playoff drought, making a legitimate best of seven series, not making the play in. And the reality is there is nothing the Kings have done to put themselves in the play in picture. They are in the play in picture because the West is utter trash. That is why they're in the play in picture. I'm so overhearing that the Kings are very firmly in the mix, that the Kings belong uh, in that mix, that it's there for the taking. Why, while it may be true, I'm not, I have zero reason to associate the Kings with postseason basketball. Zero reason to believe that they belong anywhere remotely close to postseason basketball. Look at this group. Look at how they're playing. Look at how they've played since the five and four start. And tell me that this team deserves to be in any sort of postseason conversation. Deserves to have any kind of positive spin on this season attached to this team. No. It's been a failure again. It continues to be a failure on a nightly basis. The fact that this team continues to be rolled out without changes. And I don't know what Monty McNair is doing. I'm not Monty's friend. I'm not a fly on the wall in the organization. I imagine, I don't have the phones tapped. I imagine he's on the phone every single day, but obviously he hasn't gotten any results. There's nothing that's been going on. No trades have actually gone through. Kyle Kuzma is actually killing it in Washington right now, which of course sucks. You can't really blame McNair for that. But at the same time too, you're an NBA general manager. Make something happen because that's the only way that I'm going to be willing to give this team any ounce of credit and belief that they belong in a play-in conversation. They're in the play-in because the West is garbage, not because they've done anything to earn that spot, not because they belong there. The play-in last year, especially in the Western Conference, We got some really, really good games. We are being set up right now for some god-awful play-in matchups in the West. And I don't know if that'll change how much the NBA likes this play-in or if they they continue to do it going forward. I still think it's good for the NBA because it does keep teams like the Kings and and the Timberwolves and the uh, the, 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 um, Pelicans engaged and they don't outright start tanking when they know that their season's over already by December or their really playoff chances are over by December. But man, there's also a thing as false hope. And the last thing that this organization needs is false hope, something to pursue that will ultimately hurt them in the end. 
last season, the Kings decided at the trade deadline to try and go for it. And their moves were so minor that in the reality, it didn't make a difference. Now the Kings have made no moves. It's the same roster. It's the same problems. I still want to swing for the fences move, but who knows? Who knows what Monty's thinking? Who knows what these Kings are thinking right now? But I know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this team is unbearable to watch. And that's just the fact of the matter of it. And I'm not alone. I'm going to read for you uh, some of the tweets that I got tonight from Kings fans who have just told me, you know what? They're done. They're not even, they don't even have the energy to be mad anymore. They're checked out. They're checked out. It's, I know Twitter doesn't represent an entire fan base by any means, but these tweets are pretty telling. I'll read some of those for you here in just a second. Right now, though, I need to pick me up. After I'm done recording, I'm heading into my kitchen. I'm grabbing myself a Built Bar. I need Built Bar right now. I need Built Bar in my life. Built Bars are not only great for me uh, and incredibly healthy. They're a phenomenal snack. snack. They replace that late-night snack. They replace that candy bar because in reality, Built Bar is a candy bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The The flavor profile is there, except you don't have to worry about all the calories. Most Built Bars can uh, contain only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein compared to a candy bar that has around 240 calories and 30 grams of sugar uh built bars they're just so much better for you they're covered in 100 chocolate you have a wide variety uh, so you won't get bored of the built bar flavors uh, my favorite is mint brownie but they have so many for you to choose from um and and i've shared before like i'm a very picky eater especially when it comes to protein bars and protein based products i used to only really taste you know the po- protein powder or the protein supplement i wouldn't really get the flavor profile or it wouldn't be the most dominant thing that i tasted with built bars, I am biting into a mint brownie when I have a mint brownie bar, or I'm biting into uh, cookie dough when I have a, a cookie dough bar, or I'm biting into raspberries when I have a raspberry bar. Plus, that 100% chocolate on top uh, is just the uh, the icing on the cake in so many ways. So, with those New Year's resolutions, trying to get healthy or just feel better about yourself, make sure you incorporate built bar into that. And when you go to built.com, use promo code uh, built. Or I'm sorry, use promo code locked on or locked 15, excuse me. That's important. Promo code locked 15 for 15% off with your order. Again, that's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. You've heard me blab enough. Now it's time to hear from the actual fan base. And look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This fan base, I mean, and, and, and I know I'm biased because I grew up part of this fan base. I've been around this fan base my entire life, but there is not a fan base in sports like the Sacramento Kings fan base. There is not a more loyal fan base on the planet than the Kings fan base. The crap that those fans have been through, all of us have been through with the relocation, with garbage basketball for 15 plus years, with all the coaches, all the players, all the drama, the mockery from around the league. Man, it's it's been a long road for Kings fans and many of them have stuck around when pretty much they had no business sticking around. And and I and I know this Kings organization I hope they know how fortunate they are to have a fan base and to be in a city that is as loyal as Sacramento and Sacramento sports fans are. That being said, with the declining attendance, and of course, COVID has something to do with it. I'm not disregarding that. And with this team continuing to be bad, fans are checking out. And this team has lost a ton of games. They've lost players. They've lost their minds. But (laughs) they have always had that fan base. 
They've always had that support. If they start to lose that support, this organization gets close to having nothing left. And as of right now, I'm not saying these fans are checking out for good, that they're becoming Golden State Warriors fans or stopping to care about basketball altogether. That's way too extreme. But this fan base is checking out. They're stop. They're not caring. They're not watching. They're not investing their time. They're not investing their money anymore. And it's not just me saying that and speaking for them. Take my word or don't just take my word for it. Here you go. So I, I put out on Twitter uh, during the game or it was around the third quarter. I said, like on, uh, like I said earlier on Locked On Kings this week, the Kings organization should be thankful that fans care enough to be angry right now. If this keeps up, that anger will become indifference. And here are just some of the replies that I got from my guy, Alan. They are not worthy of anger. From Ryan, I'm apathetic. I don't go to games. I don't watch games. I'll check the score on my phone, but that's it. I always love the Kings, but I won't pay attention close until they give me a reason to. I used to get mad, but it's too much negative energy with this team. From Mark Wong, born and raised in Sacramento, lucky enough to work for the team during the glory years. I became a season ticket holder, dropped them before this season, stopped buying gear for myself and recording games, just fall for score and for background noise. Nick Cahill, people have just tuned out. Hard to talk Kings with people right now. Even season ticket holders don't have the will or the time. From Quarantine Al, I was just talking to my brothers about this. We are all lifetime diehard fans, but it's really hard to uh, to care about this season. Do something, please, at Sacramento Kings. A lot of people telling me they're not mad. A lot of people saying they just have apathy at this point. A lot of people saying they're already indifferent. Indifference has been here. From Mike, Matt, I'm a season ticket holder, and I can truly say I don't care about the Kings anymore. I won't watch them. They aren't worth one second of my time. From Alex, like a lot of comments in this, I'm also indifferent already. I've been locked into the Kings games for 17 years, and this is the first game that I chose not to watch. There are so many responses like this on my Twitter account that you can go and see and add to if you want, at Matt George Sack uh, on Twitter. And if you're not on Twitter and you want to chime in, uh, please do so. You can do that uh, via email, mattgeorgesports at gmail.com, uh, or you can uh, publicly leave your thoughts down in the YouTube comment section down below. But this fan base is checking out, and I don't blame them. The Kings need to give them a reason to start paying attention. And I and I truly don't believe, and I, I hate saying this, I do not believe that this current version, there's nothing they can do to get back to that point to get back to the point of drawing fans in. They're just not good enough together. They cannot do it. They're not capable of doing it. They have the potential, they have the ability, but they are not going to be able to do it. This group cannot do it. I have no issue saying that. It sucks, but I have no issue saying it. That's what I firmly believe at this point in time. So McNair needs to make some moves, not just for the sake of trying to save this season, but for the sake of getting Kings fans to buy in again. Because the Golden One Center is only going to get more empty. TV ratings are only going to go down. And unfortunately, Locked On Kings podcast listens are only going to go down. It's already started to happen. But for those of you who continue to listen, I appreciate you so, 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 so much. I know it's been hard. I know you're exhausted. I am too. But we can get through this together. Still have great Kings-related and NBA-related content for you here on Locked On Kings that I hope you stick around for. But if you need a break from time to time, I don't blame you whatsoever. Just make sure you come on back. If you want to leave a review for the Locked On Kings podcast, best place to do that is at Apple Podcast or iTunes. Uh, but you can also, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, hit the five stars there. Uh, you can leave a little blurb on Apple Podcasts or iTunes too, encouraging others to listen to the game, even if they're suffering Kings fans that just need a place to have a little kumbaya and, and suffer with other Kings fans and, and with somebody like me. 
bring them over. Uh, I would love to be able to talk to them again. Reach out on Twitter, via email, uh, in, on YouTube. I'd love to get in contact with you uh, there as well. And uh, oh yeah, by the way, the Kings play again tomorrow night. They play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh boy, that should be fun. Regardless of what happens in that game, we will have a Locked On Kings postgame pod for you. So I hope you'll join me for that. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.